Everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Everybody eat too much? Isn't it great to get together and celebrate and celebrate Jesus? Well, you've been doing good on reading this morning. So, read this verse, please, now. There's a little echo in it, but we got it. We got it. Wherever you're at, you can't get away from the cross. The cross is the power of God. We talk about, well, I've been saved and I'm going on. You better come back to the cross. You better come back to the cross. The Spirit of Jesus Christ coming into your life by the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of the cross to change a life. It takes the blood of Jesus to change a life. And listen, you can say, yeah, we've all been saved. We've still got to come back to the cross to walk in that power. You don't outgrow that. You, you add to that as you, as you go. We're going to talk about marriage this morning. Dixie and I celebrated our 66th year. Uh, yesterday, thank you. I didn't tell her to get ready to preach this morning, but Clint and Mike had just got married. I want them to come and share some of their story. Let me have that other microphone, please, Angie. Now, where are we going to start with this? Woo, I'm not good at this. <laughs> uh, where do we start? I should have waited till the end. He was sweating it out. I should have waited longer on it. I have very bad anxiety standing up in front of me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you, you work for a company, and they got involved in this, right? They but did. Uh, where, wherever you want to start. Uh, you want me to start? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have bailed him out. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I guess we'll just start with the beginning of our relationship. We've always known each other. We've always kind of ran with the same circle just at different times. Um, so we've always known of each other, whatever, small town stuff. Anyways, fast forward, I leave for the Navy. He does his own things. And when I come back, I saw him a few times, bumped into him, tried to get him to talk to me, but somebody wouldn't speak back. So I just said, whatever. Um, he ends up messaging me. We go from there, and here we are. But in between all this, um, we kind of had our own issues. Um, he had some issues with his daughter. I had issues with my son and ex-husband. Um, and so we just started kind of learning about religion. And that's kind of where things started for us is, I mean, I grew up in a Christian family, Christian home, preacher father, you know, that was my upbringing. But in a way, all the things that come with that kind of pushed me away from everything and caused me to doubt and have my own, not necessarily disbeliefs in God, but where do I stand with God? How do I believe in God? How do I perceive God? And so I started my own journey of figuring out who God was for me, how I saw him, how I believed him. I didn't ever practice other religions. I didn't ever go to other churches. I always prayed to God, Christian God, God that we always talk about. But I didn't know how I believed in him, if that makes sense. And... That kind of went over into our relationship, but we still, end of the day, always came back to God and 
praying to God and asking God for help. And we would even say in our prayers, you know, we don't necessarily know how we believe. We don't know where we believe, but we believe in you. And as things went on, um, we both were fighting for custody of our children. And one day we both just stopped and I was at work. And I said, God, I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. You just have to take a complete control over this whole situation because I am lost. We're both lost. We were at the end. Like, everything with us was about to end. We didn't know what to do with the kids. It was rough. And I just said, God, you got it. I, I let go and I give it to you. About two days later, my dad calls me. We're over in Robber's Cave having a little vacation. And my dad calls me and says, this weekend when you get back, I'd like for you to come to church. I'm preaching. And I kind of, okay, you know, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so there's a lot of reasons why I got pushed away from everything, and I won't go into all of it. It just, there's a lot of reasons. And so I told him, you know, let's just do it. Let's just jump into it, see how it goes. Let's just, I mean, what, what do we got to lose at this point? And so we came back. And about, oh, well, it was the next day I had my final hearing for custody of my son. And I now have full custody of my son. We have full custody of our oldest daughter. Um, he is fixing to adopt my son and go with that whole process. And so we just sat there afterwards, and he's crying, I'm crying. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I said, this is so crazy how we've been praying for all these things to happen, and they didn't happen until we went back to church. I said, so we need to just kind of take a step back and reevaluate ourselves, and maybe we need to get back into it as a whole and start going from there. And so that's what we did. And we just said, God, we don't know what else to do. You got it. You got it. Take us where we need to go. Well, the one stipulation in us being able to adopt our son was we had to get married. And we had always talked about marriage here and there, but we didn't know what to do with it. And when they said that, we were like, okay, well, here we go. So, and we just, we had some conversations about, you know, how this whole process was going to go. But then we were figuring out, you know, should we elope? Should we just do a tiny church? Should we save up? Should we, you know, this, that, and the other, the basic marriage things. We go to his job one day so we can go pick up a check. And his boss is there, and his boss is brand new. He just took over the company earlier this year. We don't know much about him. And he says, well, that's great. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm an ordained minister and an officiant. I can marry you guys for free. Also, I have a cabin out in Arkansas where we planned on going anyways because we have to go there because Oklahoma laws. And I can let you guys stay there for free and do all this for you. So our whole marriage was given to us by God. All of this was a gift to us from God, more or less solidifying everything we have been praying for. And yeah, his, his only stipulation in the whole thing was, I will not take God out. And we said, well, we don't want you to take God out. That's the whole reason why we're here with you is so we can keep God in it. And... Oh, yeah, he, he, he's also, his boss is also a part of BACA. His wife has been in BACA, uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse. Um, they've been involved in that. His wife has been involved for 21 years. He's been involved for a little over six, five, six now? Seven. Seven. And he, he is really, when it comes to children, he's really diehard about them. That's, that's his. How long have you worked for that company, Clint? Been there for three, little over three years, and he's been there for six months. Mm -hmm. About six months he's been there. So. Talk about that. Oh, man, he's a, it's a, he's a good guy. It's a good company to work for. Uh, we, we work hard. He doesn't expect much. Just respect, do our job, go home to our family at the end of the day. All he cares about. I skirt trailers. Yeah, the skirting on the bottom of them. That's all I do. It's, huh? Oh. But uh, that's all I do. We do 48 statewide. 
uh, he does his best to keep us his, us within Oklahoma. It doesn't always work that way, but uh, how did that affect you? Him talking to you, offering you that, and he brought it up. Yeah. He, how did it affect you? When it was a blessing. We've heard but, Micah's side. I'm going to hear yours. Well. I wasn't raised in the church. I was taken out of church. Uh, Mike. Come on, you're in a good place. Uh, my mom had reasons. Uh, pretty difficult reasons. Yeah. Uh, but she chose to take me out. My whole family, we didn't do it. It's weird, I never prayed. I didn't know God, I didn't live by God. I made bad decisions. I mean, I, I did stuff I shouldn't have done, said things I shouldn't have said. And then when I seen she came back, I just wanted that as our praying. But I, I could have her. I wanted someone like her. And then, uh, then you really got saved at the barn? Yeah. And she... She came into my life. I mean, it worked out. I messaged her. It took a little bit of alcohol to get some courage. I'll admit that. Come on, old boy. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Come on, old boy. Liquid courage, but it, it worked out. It benefited me. And, uh, uh, but, you know, it was the best decision I ever made, messaging her. Amen. The best decision I ever made is... It was just getting over that and messaging her. I was terrified, terrified to message her, but I did it. Uh, and then, you know, we just, like she said, we, we didn't know where we were. We were lost. And I was lost for the, even the, up until probably last year. I mean, I was uh, trying to build a relationship with God. We weren't here and with all you guys. And then coming back, I mean, it's, It's a big thing. I respect every one of you guys. Where do you think he's taking you now? To the top. Okay. Come on. To the top. And this, and her, and not even just her, but you in particular. Family. This is a blessing. You're all a blessing in my life. This Griffin family, <laughs> y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy, but, but y'all have brought me so much further in my life than you know. Austin, you sat there and consoled me when no one else had time to. Oh, Sarah, you just been, you're great. You're just Sarah. <laughs> you You've been awesome to our kids, and it's my daughter not having good structure in her life with females. <sighs> yeah, it was, that's the truth. I made bad decisions, chose the wrong people. Oh, this is the best woman for my See, daughter. Families can take you either way. Well, they took me to God. Yeah, that's good. They're supposed to. That's the way God wants it. See, God wanted a family. Yeah. I found a family I didn't know that I needed. And that's the biggest blessing in this whole thing. And I'm so scared right now. Amen. <laughs> Woo, if you can just hear it. <laughs> but I am, I'm very blessed to to be here, be a part of this. You got me up here, Gerald. Thank you. <laughs> but, okay. I love you. I love all of you. And it's just, it's really an amazing feeling being here and then having Tommy be the one to, to baptize me. Amen. I keep a journal now. <laughs> and I have an entire page about the baptism. Awesome. Yeah. She's not allowed to read it. <laughs> but, that's fine. 
don't know where else to go. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Amen. Now, we get finished, we get finished. Some of you got some words for them. We'll do that. See, marriage is God's idea. The marriage doesn't belong to you. It belongs to God. And we're going to give accountable for them. It's, it's his idea. It's God's great frame-up to make two people into one. And no one will ever test you as much as your spouse will. Amen. Come on. Amen. I'm sure it works both ways. <clears throat> God's a big tricker. He is so good. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, obtains favor from the Lord. Put up one of those proverbs for me. Which one is it? 1822. I've got it in there today. <laughs> it's on the second list. It's okay. So you're blessed if you've got a wife. Amen. Scripture says it's not good for man to live alone. Amen. So it's not good for women to live alone. Right. And God's got somebody for you if you want somebody. You just got to... <clears throat> young people, they don't have to pray about whether it's God's will to marry or not. They just got to pray they find the right one. I always tell them, you'll find them at church. Dixie got really saved, and I've told you that story when she was 17. <laughs> so a few years later, um, of course, she was dating a guy, and uh, the movie came out, the Ten Commandments. And I thought, she'll go see that with me. <laughs> so I asked her. And she agreed to go. <clears throat> and we had a good time. I'm telling you what, I saw her blinking her eyes at me. And we had a good time. Just went to a movie. I probably didn't even kiss her goodnight. You know, I just... And uh, probably a week or two later, a friend of mine wanted me to go with him and his wife to see a mutual friend. It was Saturday afternoon early, and I don't know how I got off early on a Saturday afternoon in the feed business. I said, let me go see if Dixie will go with me. This was early afternoon. She said, well, I got a date. I said, well, come on, go with us. Charm, you know, charm. So she agreed to go. And, of course, then I brought her home. We, I don't know, we got back 10 or 11 o'clock, wasn't super late, in the feed truck. And her mom rushes out and says, come in, your boyfriend's parked down the road, you know. And so he came. We had a little conversation. And <laughs> And it was somebody she worked real close to at city service. But anyway, that ended. But here, here's a highlight of my memory. It, it may have been the next Wednesday night. Of course, I didn't go to church on Wednesday night. <clears throat> and Bob Glasgow, who's the pastor's son, and him and Dixie graduated together. He came up and said, what are you doing? I said, does he? He said, come on, go to church with me tonight. I said, okay. But when I went out and got in the car, she'd 
kind of ducked down there in the front seat and was hid. Well, there she was. I thought, ah, business picked up from there on. So that ended whatever his name was. And about six months later, we got married. <clears throat> but God, and I wasted a lot of time. And my life didn't change, really. I mean, I've, I gained some. I, we were in church. As far as I know, we always tithe. I'm, I'm sure she always did. I'm not sure if I always did some of those first years. <clears throat> but then we got in church, and I got to, uh, teaching sixth-grade boys. In fact, three of them were here last last Sunday night when we had our community service, and I thank y'all that supported that too. But then my life really didn't change until we heard the message of how to let Jesus be Lord by being filled with the Spirit of God. Only God can fix your marriage. Pat, that used to be here, I forgot Pat's last name. She had a statement. She said, I've got out of the husband management business. I, I've tried so hard to change Dixie in different ways, and it don't work. I don't know if she's tried to change me. I, let me tell you, I know she has prayed me into a lot of things that were good. You, you never meet a more honest person than Dixie. Now, if she don't know you real well and you really ask her something, she might just try to avoid telling you the truth because she thinks you probably can't handle it. <laughs> but she's, she's loaded. And she walks it out. She hears from God. She told something that she shared there this morning. But it's a process. You welders know it takes a lot of heat to weld two pieces of metal together. A lot. And that's what God's done with you and your marriage. I read this joke the other day and I loved it. This preacher was in the church and there was a cemetery next. And he saw a guy out there at that cemetery just... Oh, wailing, down crying, and he didn't know him. And he thought, I better go check on that man. And he went out there. This man was just crying, why did he have to die? Why did he have to die? Why did he have to die? And he said, oh, brother, I'm sorry you're going through this. Was this a family member? No, he said it was my wife's first husband. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Well, there's a lot of marriage jokes, see. And it's easier to laugh and make a joke about it than to face our issues. The preacher was preaching, and he said Jesus was the only perfect man. Anybody else ever know a perfect man? The little old guy in the back stood up. And he said, who was it, sir? My wife's first husband. But if you'll decide your spouse is God's will for your life, if you'll settle on that, it'll solve a lot of issues in your life. It will. And the things that you want to change or you wish wasn't that way, If you'll take a big, deep breath and say, God, I know it's you that's working in me to will and work for your good pleasure, and this is where we're at, so obviously you're trying to change me. Because I've said, God, why don't you do this in her? And then he said, I'm using that to try to change you. And I'm going to tell you, God has dealt with me 
so much in my judgments and still does. It's so easy to not just judge your spouse, but I mean other people. I've been wrong from just judging the package and seeing, not seeing the heart of God in it. And the, and the further we go and we keep welcoming the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit keeps saying, hmm, that, that don't fit. That don't fit. I grew up with, I've got two brothers and sister. There was some division sometimes, but my dad could just snap his finger and settle it. And you get in church with a group of people, and there'll be somebody to just rub you the wrong way. But if, if you run off, and go somewhere else to get away from it, you'll run into a bigger person that rubs you that way. You, you just got to learn to deal with it. It's family. It's just God is working in us to will and work for His good pleasure. He is one that originated marriage. It's His idea. It's supposed to be a preview of heaven. It's supposed to be. It's not always. But it's worth working through whatever it is. And you can't settle it screaming and hollering. I mean, if, if you're saved, you, you know to start with, you, there's, there's no way to go there. It's surrender. Let's give it all to God. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And we don't see the end. We have to walk by faith. One of our guys that was with us here years ago, he was upset at me because he thought I saw the vision of the church out five years ahead or something. I just wouldn't tell him. It's the same way if you're married. No, it's a walk by faith. If you knew the five-year plan, you might not want to know the five-year plan. You might not want to know. But every day, it's give it to God. We're in this together. We've made it this far. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The promises of God are all yea and amen. We've read enough this morning. And let me tell you, it just takes one believer to change a marriage. It just takes one. It just takes one. I remember the story of a couple. <clears throat> They'd been abroad. And this lady was a model. And her husband did some other things. And he had enough pretty public affair while he was over there with another lady. Her contract was up and she says, I'm going home. You going to stay or you going with me? She, he said, I'm going with you. Why would I leave someone that's, that's put up with me and love me like you have through this? And the marriage got put back together. It just takes one to believe God for it. Dixie's, I know, believed for ours. I know she did. Listen, we're all in this together. It is a walk by faith to keep to get to know this man we call God, and then we get to calling him Jesus, and we get to talking about the Holy Spirit. Where's he at in all this? What's he doing in your life? There's, there can be a lot of control in marriages. Some people control it in different ways. There's people with, there's, I'm convinced don't want to get well because their health can control the thing. I mean, just all kinds of situations. The, the, 
One of the big things in life to me is to learn how to walk with the Lord. As I talked about in those uh, proverbs about money. I've, you can get, I've been caught really on the greedy side of it because you never have enough. And then you see, oh, but it's God that gives a blessing. And then I really have not much tolerance for somebody that won't work. So I don't need to judge them. That's, that's on them. And we all face life. I've got some, I've got regrets. Some of those things you wish you hadn't went through, I wish I hadn't went through, but when you, when you remember it, it makes you be sure you're going this direction. Some of the things I was probably, our love languages are different. Have you got a song for your marriage? I hunted out the platters yesterday morning and played only you for. Come on. Some of you need to take a deep some of you need to take a deep breath and kind of step up and be who you used to think you were. Her language she come out and she said, what do you want for breakfast? I mean, she asked me that every morning. I said, whatever you want. She said, no, I want to know what you want. Well, I always want pancakes. <laughs> so about every couple of weeks we'll have them. I may start having them more, but anyway. <laughs> so I had pancakes yesterday morning, but that's, uh, that's her love language, see. But you better cherish her. You better, my veterinarian gave me some advice one day. Not to, he said, you better tell her you love her every day or somebody will. I had a friend one time, he said, he was a good looking guy and he worked at a film station and there were offers being made to him. But he said, you know what? I know she could go out and have somebody and I could. You better cherish what you got. I'm still convinced if there was a question to get into heaven would be what did you do with what I gave you? This is what he's given me. This is what he's given me. This is what he's given you. No telling what all God will do for you guys. If he's just looking for somebody that don't give a flip that just believe him. Right. The answer is yes. Doesn't make any difference what the question is. God, we're going with you. Amen. I just love you guys for that. Yep. That's one of the things I miss about Casey and McKenna. Because that last Sunday they were in, he just bopped in. I forgot. I called him some. Ken and Clark Kent. Ken, yeah, Kent and Barbie. But because I could see everybody wishing they could start over just like where they were, see. That's what I tell Dixie. I'd like to start over again. I'd like to do it over again. But I'd want to take what I think I know now. Because if I didn't, I'd make the same dumb, lustful, greedy things that I, I did wrong. We would. But if you get your fingers burning enough on that hot stove, you'll quit playing with it. But it's God that's at work in us. We're His idea. As He is in the world, so am I. I don't always get up feeling like that. Because there's just always a spirit that wants to smash you down. And it's not God. If he has forgiven you, you are forgiven. And as time goes on, you don't need to go think up things to ask for forgiveness of. 
the Holy Spirit will bring it up. And when it does, you deal with it. And it may be something you, you hadn't thought of in years. And you just obey God. Just ask Holy Spirit, how can I be the husband you've called me to be? How can I be the father you've called me to be? How can I be the grandfather you've called me to be? How can I be the leader of a flock you've called me to be? See, those are questions. How, Lord, do we do that? Just knowing him. Being led by his spirit. Old self will get you in more trouble. Self always wants to rise up. Self always wants to be right. One, one of the great old prophets says, Lord, help me to get over always having to vindicate myself and give a reason why. Jesus didn't do that. He just walked on. Of course, he, he never made a mistake. He just laid it out like it was. They didn't always like it. There's a verse that even says, he told them why they hated him. Because he's calling out things in their life. And they hate that. That's why the people hate the Jews. They represent God. But listen, we're on that list now worldwide too. And we got to get ready to walk through some stuff. And the only way you can walk through it is with Jesus. But he's still the crucified, resurrected one. And you better know him that way. You better know him about, you better know him about the cross. What about you and your family praying together? I challenge you in that. Who's going to pray for him if you don't? Well, God gave them to you for a reason, for a purpose. You got any more words of wisdom? Okay. I'll get him sweating again. <laughs> Jess, we'll give you a time with a mic up here and Harold, too. Let's stand. Whatever area God's working in your life, whether it's on your health, your finances, your marriage, whatever it is, Jesus Christ is the answer, the Holy Spirit of God. If you'll let Him take over your life, if you'll let the Spirit of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. Being filled with the Spirit, it means the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the crucified one, comes to live within you. And He won't come unless He can take over. If you've got any kind of a need this morning, Jesus wants to meet that need. Some of you better need to put some romance back in your marriage. You need to get over this taking one another for granted. There's not an old woman or an old man. Better be your honey. You need to show love. You need to model that in your family. not all behind closed doors. Lord, we welcome you. We're all bare before you. You know everything about us. And Lord, we want to be the church you want us to be. Come on, let's just worship him. Some of you need to come. You need to get your marriage right. 
you've got a health issue, you want us to pray for you, whatever it is, you are not God. And if you'll let Jesus, he'll correct these things. Any other words this morning? Ruby? I think Clint's about ready to testify again, so you better come. Well, when we were praising the Lord, Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit. Do you want status quo? Do you want everything to be the way it's been? Are you going to change things? 
Are you going to do something different? Are you going to help somebody else? The Holy Spirit wants us to reach out and speak out and love one another. I don't know if you love me if you don't tell me that. Your wife or your husband doesn't know if you love them if you don't tell them that. Your children don't know that. We can't just be. We have to say. We have to speak. We have to speak God's word to our loved ones. And sometimes a scripture is better than a reproof. Why didn't you do that? Why don't you say thank you for what you have done? Reach out to somebody else. I challenge you this week to do something special for one person and see how God blesses you. We don't want status quo. We don't want everything to be the way it's been. We want miracles. We want healings. We want salvation. We want this community to know that we love this community and that we care about what they're doing and we care about their salvation and their eternal life because that's what's at stake. So if we don't reach out to them, if we don't do something, nothing will be done. It'll be status quo. So I pray. Father, I pray that you put on each one's heart in this church, Lord, that they reach out to someone, do something nice, call somebody, take them a bouquet, bring your wife a rose, do something that says, I love you. No matter who they are in the Walmart or in Dollar Tree or wherever you may be, reach out to someone. Let them know that you care. There's always someone. I'll never forget the day I was in Walmart and this little lady was pushing her cart and her head was down and she looked up at me and I gave her a big smile and I said, well, good morning. And she looked and tears came in her eyes and she said, you know, it's been a long time since anybody spoke to me and smiled at me. Did you know what a smile can do to somebody? It can turn their life around. And they can look at you and say, thank you. I pray God bless you all. We love you, Ruby. Anyone else? Any words for Clinton Libby? Clinton Micah, excuse me. I know a Clinton Libby, excuse me. <laughs> I just seem if you're awake. Man, I just uh I just wanted to tell you, man, I'm proud of you, brother. Uh I've known you from way back. I mean, I remember going around with my crazy brother, by the way, but anyways. I mean, uh the Lord's just doing a great thing in you, man, and I'm just so proud of you. I just felt the Lord told me to come up here and say that to you. And uh just like Proverbs 18, what he said, you found a, a wife, a good wife, you know, so take care of it, enjoy it, make well with what you've been given and continue to press on to just let it be shaken and overtaken. All right. Well, uh, here's what I want to say to Don't, don't, um, I want to say, I know the Lord's going to change you a lot, you know, but don't just don't change that part of you that where you're honest and you're open and you you told us all about what you'd been through and you you're probably going to go through some more stuff too but you know don't change your personality i i guess that's what i'm trying to say you're your vocal expressions and so forth, you know, because God is really going to use you uh, with people that uh, your age, you know, and your age group. And I, I really see evangelism over you is what I really see, you know. And I'm not wanting to send you off anywhere, but you know what I'm saying? You can be an evangelist right here in Sky too. But that's what I see in both of you, you know. You're out there, and you're going to bring in 
It's groups of people. I can see it now in Jesus' name. I just really feel like that the Lord's saying that um, whenever your mom took you out, but um, you're stopping that in your family line. And and so, but and you don't have to go back and do anything with your family because they're, they're going to see you walk it out, and that's going to take care of that. But um, I, I just really believe that uh, your stand is making a line in your family, and, and that it's the buck stops with you, you know. And so it's like you've the Lord's reversed it. What what was meant for bad, the Lord's turned it and there's good coming out of it and to watch zoe watch you two up here that was i, I don't know I, she's like way above her age almost you know it, i know she's not missing it much and uh but i mean she's you've got some real treasures right there and and i just pray that the lord um you know, I would always tell Mariah, you didn't come with an instruction booklet. I don't know what to do sometimes, you know, but you give it your best shot. But um, y'all are doing a good job. So j just keep relying on the Lord and he's going to he's going to show you when to get out that wooden spoon. And then he's going to show you when just to hug him, give him a hug and a kiss, you know. So um, I just bless you guys. Corley, I've missed you. We've missed you. Thank you. And I remember you had a question at the barn. And when you want to know, I've got the answer for you. Okay. Chris, you got any words for us? Pray for them, Chris. <laughs> 